Welcome to Inspirations in My Backyard. Original, relatable, authentic. Inspirations in My Backyard reflects human journeys shared through inspirational stories around our local heroes. Come and join me. Let's explore now. My whole life changed because when I was nine years old, I went for a magic class. So uh, I think most parents they want their children to study. And do well in the exams, so that you know my parents are the same. And so magic was more just like you know just do a little bit for fun. It's not it's not a career, right? And so all my other friends who have gone there, they've all given up magic. I'm the only one who has、uh, continued and made a career out of it. My concern is like, can I really entertain all those people,、mm-hmm. all those five thousand people, the same way that I entertain twenty children and make them laugh? What was your、um, thought process like? What did you tell yourself? Do they give up? No, they go and find out. Okay, what causes this to happen? Let me try an experiment. Put this. Chemical, put this chemical, and then I find out it's the same with life. I think if you don't know what's going on, you don't know what gives you meaning or passion. All that, okay, go and find out. Better to start from somewhere than to give up. Welcome to the tenth episode of Inspirations in My Backyard. I'm your host Thank Chen. Thank you very much. And I, I can't Hi, believe、Chen. it's already. Hello, <laughs> Ross.、Hi. Today's guest, he sees himself as an entertainer, educator. He's a、yeah. not only a magician, a comedian, but also he's a lecturer in psychology. So it's yes, I am. Cool. So welcome along, Ross Stephenson. Hi, hello. <laughs> hello. Thank you for having me, Chen. Good morning. Morning. I'm very glad to travel to、um, Malaysia today virtually. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I'm from Malaysia. Yeah, so、uh, welcome. Thank you. And I know also you see yourself as a、um, as a person who wants to bring joy to this world, which is really good. Absolutely, I love bringing joy. In fact, let's start first of all with a little magic trick that I have. As you said, I'm an entertainer. It's a bit hard to show magic on Zoom, but I thought just show something a bit visual. So excited so I've got already! A piece of,、um, hope your viewers also enjoy a little bit of magic this morning. Definitely, it's so cool. And also,、yeah. I got a I got a quick question for you. Yeah, have、sure. you washed your hair today? Uh, no, I didn't wash it today. I don't、Aww. wash it every day because it's too much work. But I do comb it, so I have a comb. Looks、mm. like that. You can see on the camera.、Yeah. Very special comb, yeah. Comb, comb. It's a very big comb. It's as big as my face. So I guess、uh, you need to describe your your special hairdo to our listeners. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who are listening on audio, you can't see it, but you can imagine. I have a big afro.、Uh, it's pretty big. It's、uh, like a few centimeters tall. So the reason why I kept it was because、um, when I was about seventeen or eighteen, I found a picture of my father who had an afro, and I did not know、um, at that time that he had one because he's usually just、uh, very short hair or very bald. So、um, when I saw the picture, I thought immediately, oh, maybe I can grow an afro too. And so I wanted to try it, and then I I could, and then after that. It suited my personality really well as an entertainer, and people liked it, and I liked it as well, and it made people happy because wherever I go, people are like, "Oh, you've got a big afro," and people seem to like this kind of hair. It's quite funny for them,、um, so I enjoy making them laugh. So, is it very hard to、yeah. maintain your hair? Ah,、uh, it's not too hard to maintain because I'm used to it. I,、mm-hmm. I suppose for a normal person, it would be quite difficult. You have to wash it, you have to comb、mm-hmm. it,、uh, hair dryer, and all that. So it is more work, definitely.、Mm-hmm. But、um, I'm used to it. The only problem is when I、uh-huh. sit in the cinema and I'm watching a movie. The person、mm-hmm. behind me cannot see, so I have to wear a swimming cap or、uh, wear a hoodie, a hoodie to cover, so that I pull it down a bit, so that the person behind me doesn't get blocked. So that has happened a few times. It's quite funny. That's so special, and and also like I think you mentioned about that you 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 do enjoy to be seen, right? Is it like um you like that um when you were a kid? 
Uh, not so much. I think when mm-hmm. I was a kid, I was more shy. Mm. Um, it took me a long time to become more confident. And um, what helped me become more confident was uh, using magic. I started learning magic when I was nine. What, what brought that- you um, to learn magic initially? Oh, okay. So um, basically, when I was a young boy, uh, my father would send me for these um, holiday classes, right? So in Malaysia, during the school holidays, there'll be a lot of these like, you know, fun classes for kids to be occupied during the holidays. Mm-hmm. So I would go for a lot of these classes. And uh, one of them, the teacher, his name is Mr. Das. He would do this memory and leadership workshop, right? For three days for okay. kids. And I, I love his classes. They're always so fun. They're always so yeah. interesting. And so I would go many, many times. Mm-hmm. And then when I was nine, he actually is a magician, but he never teaches magic until then. So then one day he showed the class a magic trick and he said, hey, would you guys like to learn some magic? Mm-hmm. And the whole class was like, yes, yes, Mr. Das, we want to learn. And so that's how I first got my exposure to magic. I was one of his first student, first few students. And, where, did uh, you feel, where did you feel back then for, for that first class about magic? I think it was just fun. For me, it was just really, really just mm. fun. It was something new. So this was when I was nine years old. That was a long time ago. This was in the year 2012, no, 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 2002. Yeah, a long time ago, a long time ago, very long time ago. And yeah. um, I had so much fun um, learning magic. I was with friends and, you know, then um, after I learned it, I got to perform it um, for friends and family. And sometimes people would give me some money. And so it was very exciting, I think, for a young nine-year-old boy who was usually quite shy to suddenly mm-hmm. um, have this new skill that people want mm-hmm. to enjoy watching my magic and they, they pay me some money. And then it made me feel very um, uh, like I've achieved something. Yeah, but you, said, nice. but you said like you were quite shy. So then for your first performance, mm. I guess you were quite nervous as well. My first performance was um, in front of uh, relatives and friends and family. So mm. it wasn't so bad, right? So I wasn't so stressed about it mm-hmm. uh, because it was just my friends mostly and my, my family friends. So it was, yeah. that was okay. That was how I started. I, I actually started doing my magic just for friends mm-hmm. and just for family relatives during weddings mm-hmm. or maybe just at the table. I'll just show for free, right? Just making the kids entertain. And so that helped me build up my confidence. Like mm-hmm. I never started immediately with like a show in front of 100 people that I don't know. Right, always start small. And then even our, our teacher, also he trains us, right? He exposes yeah. us, teaches us how to perform. So it's not too um, scary. Mm. Um, and because I enjoyed performing, what I, do you I no enjoy about performing? I enjoy making people smile and laugh. I mm. think that's always fun. Um, mm. That gives me a lot of meaning uh, to make to see someone laugh and smile and go, wow, how does that happen, right? So that that, yeah. that expression that I see in the audience face uh, makes me feel happy because um, no matter how stressful their day was, if I can just make them smile for just a little bit, one second, right? That mm. makes me uh, feel accomplished that, you know, I managed to brighten up their day or I managed to entertain them even though they yeah. may have been having a bad day, um, stuff like that. So that gives me a lot of meaning yeah mm, that's lovely i think we all search for meaning so it's, it's really good yes. that you found that at a very early yes. age but back then how yeah. did you how did you decide that okay i want to do a magician in the future I did not really decide. So mm. it wasn't like um, I told myself, oh, I'm going to become a magician. No, it was mm. it was just a slow, gradual process. In fact, there were some times during my school that I actually just stopped doing magic and I was just focusing on my studies because my parents mm. wanted me to focus there as well. Yeah. Um, and so I like didn't really do much for a while. And then later it came back again. And then um, people would ask, hey, remember this Ross, this magic, right? Hey, can you do magic for my children's birthday or mm. something like that? And then uh, slowly I would show for magic tricks for birthday parties. I would charge just a little bit of money and then I would charge more and then I would buy more tricks then I would get better and then more people would ask and all that so um, 
when I was young, I performed for free for, for everybody's event. And then later on, when I got older, people remembered me. And then they said, okay, now I want to hire you again. Mm. So that was, I was lucky because I had uh, established myself. And then now people want, they know that I can do it. So they want to hire me now. Mm -hmm. So that was useful for me. And mm. that's how I became more and more of a magician. Yeah. And then later I added other things like emceeing. I learned a bit of balloons. Yeah. I learned um, a night science show. Yeah, mm. but I want to say that because um, yes. I know that initially your your parents then after you you finished some study for magic actually yeah. they didn't allow you to go forward to go above level one so how did you that's right yeah tell us about that moment so uh, i think most parents they want their children to study and mm. do well in their exams so mm. that's you know my parents are the same and so magic was more just like you know just do a little bit for fun it's not it's not a career right and so um which is why my magic class has about four levels, right? So there's level one is the basic, then level two, more advanced, and level three. And then finally, um, yeah, level three, uh, my teacher used to actually take students to go to Thailand and we go and learn from a master of magic in Thailand and get, you know, a full suit, a magic suit and all that. So I really wanted to go there, but it was really, it was expensive at the time. And so my parents said that, no, it's too expensive. We can't send you. And I was very sad because all my other friends uh, were all going there and they had a lot of fun. So I missed out. However, because I think I missed out that opportunity. So I worked uh, harder on my own to just practice and use whatever tricks that I had in my house and everything to, to become better and better. And so all my other friends who have gone there, they've all given up magic. I'm the only one who has uh, continued and made a career out of it. So wow. I'm kind of proud of that achievement, I think, yeah, yeah because it pushed me to become better. So it uh, made me more hardworking, right? I had to work harder for, for to, to, to get to where I am. But what inspired you to just, you know, keep getting better and better? Genuinely, I just found magic to be um, interesting. I, I can't, mm. uh, yeah, I think I, for me, I just, I, I know that even if I cannot do it physically or for whatever reason, if I'm busy, um, I think magic will still be a part of who I am because it's just something that I found so um wonderful it's this mm. mysterious art that you know people just mm. don't know how things are done and now i can do it and then people are in wonder and so that 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 value and that skill right it's not like um um in singing or in dancing or in painting it's not a people admire those skills and there's like wow that's amazing but magic is the only skill where people the response is a little bit different it's wow how did you do that right it's not just wow that's amazing it's wow how did yeah. you do that and right so that that level of um interest i think that mm. builds a slightly stronger connection at least for me mm. and then it allows me the opportunity to talk to that person is like oh you know magic is like that and it's like of course people, i cannot reveal the secrets of magic but um I, I think it makes you feel a little bit more special it's like there's something that you know that nobody else knows right and magic is not as uh, well known as like dancing or singing and a lot of people can sing a lot of people can dance it's not a mystery right everybody knows how that happened they just sing or they just learn how to paint but magic is still a mystery to many people is there any particular moment that really special to you in terms of like your magic career hmm i think one of the my favorite moments was um uh so when i was um a bit older, I went back to my high school. So high school in Malaysia, you, you start studying in high school around the age of 13 to 17, right? Then you leave. And so after I'd left and uh, one day, I just happened to go back to my high school just to visit for fun and then look at the school and relive some memories, meet my old teachers. And I brought some magic with me. And so I went 
to the school canteen and all the canteen operators, they recognized me, right? They recognized me and they said, wow, your hair has grown so big and you're so much older and all that. And uh, I just opened up my magic box on the table and said, come, come, let me show you some magic. And then they came and these are like, these are like the aunties and the uncles who cook the food. So they cook the, the noodles or they make the, 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 the breads or whatever. And then they don't usually get any entertainment, right? Because they're always just cooking food for lunchtime and all that. And yeah. so I came there and I entertained them and it was so fun. And these were not, they didn't pay me any money, right? It was just uh, purely for fun. And they had fun. I had fun. It was very meaningful for me because, you know, these are the kind of people that usually don't get entertainment, right? They're, they're, they're not really very rich people. They're just cooking food in the school canteen. And so um, to brighten up their day was special for me. And then after that, I went to the staff room and I also showed some magic to the staff, you know, those who I recognized, those who were new. And then all of them came to the table and they're all watching me, all these teachers and I was showing them and they were so entertained and, the school principal was there and they were like so impressed. Um, so that I think one of the most memorable, I think, uh, magic shows that I've done, it was, uh, I think, more memorable because it was one, it was for free. I didn't charge anybody anything, but everybody had fun. And I think that was a very, a very nice experience, right? Something that you yeah. don't do every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, thanks for sharing. It's just I feel like yeah. it's very it's very warm heart um when you mm. yeah, when you describe that that to me. Um so apart from that, is there any other things you feel like magic has changed your life? Oh, it's made me more confident, it's made me more um easier to connect with people and understand how to interact with people because Mm -hmm. magic is a two-way street right you can't just perform a trick alone right you have to do it in front of someone else Mm -hmm. and so that was i think very important skill growing up you know learning how to um, conduct myself how to speak in public you know and then so that a lot of skills come from that ability to perform right but how do you practice and and get better like oh you just you just keep doing it you just keep doing it you just keep doing it and so i would practice that's why i said i used to do it for free a lot because every time I go for a party like let's say a family wedding or a, someone's birthday party I'll just bring a small little box and then inside that box I'll just put a bunch of tricks in and I'll just start opening it up on my table and showing that people just come and just watch and so I would just practice and practice and practice and practice and um and that's the only way I think you can do yeah. better. Sometimes it doesn't always work. Sometimes I make mistakes. Yeah that's what I feel like I'm curious like yeah. what was your most embarrassing moment like I don't have anything that's too embarrassing, but mm-hmm. just like mistakes that I may uh, make sometimes. So like I'll be doing a card trick and then it goes wrong and then everybody's like, oh, it didn't work, right? And then uh, the magician looks very bad. And uh, so that can be slightly embarrassing and I'll just say, no, it's all right. I made a mistake. It's okay. Uh, can I show you another one? And then I'll just immediately go to another magic trick if I can't save the first one. Um, that's happened a few times. It's not been um, too bad, thankfully. Uh, but if when that happens to me, I just say, you know, it's okay. Uh, mistakes happen. I'm not perfect. Then I straight away go into the next magic trick or I do something else that's even nicer. And then then there's still wow again. And usually people forget about it after a while. You know, mistakes happen. You just have to accept that, you know, nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. I try my best, but you know, if I'm not perfect and it's okay, then I just move on and do something else. I can always do another trick, right? To to make up for the one that didn't work. Uh, Of course, the embarrassing feeling will be there, but after a while it goes away. You know, don't remember after a while. And people always remember the best in your show usually. So, yeah. Mm. What about the, the most challenging thing for you um, for, for magic? 
Well, I think uh, not just magic as a performer in general. I think the most challenging thing would have been this year, which is MCO, right? They ask is COVID nineteen. So in Malaysia, we call it MCO, which is the Movement Control Order, and we're not allowed to open up our entertainment centers, right? So all the entertainment centers are closed, and that is why I actually moved into teaching. So yeah. thankfully, I have the skill of well, teaching as well. Mm-hmm. So currently, I'm teaching to earn money because magic you just can't earn money right now much. Uh, maybe one or two small, really really small magic shows here and there. And so I learned that this year, and so I need to now equip myself with more skills that are, you know, uh, more resilient during a pandemic season, so that um, if this happens again in the future, uh, I will be more ready. You know? Yeah, we're going to touch that that area uh, shortly. Mm. Um, but before that, yeah. is there anything you don't like about magic? <laughs> Um, I, well, the only issue is I think that it's rather expensive for me if you want to com- continue learning new stuff. Um, there are a lot of great magic tricks in the world, but they tend to be quite expensive. Mm-hmm. And because not many, there are not many magicians, so it's hard to find people to talk to sometimes about magic, right? Every career or every hobby has its own challenges. Lah, so those are the challenges of magic. Yeah. Mm. So is there anything that you want to tell people who are also interested in learning magic? Oh, please go for it. I'll, I'll try. I mean, you don't have to be a great magician. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You can go on YouTube and learn a few card tricks. And I think it, it, it makes you stand out from anybody else because not many people know magic, very few people. And especially when you're with a group of new people or strangers, um, it's a wonderful icebreaker because it gets everybody involved, right? The whole audience gets to enjoy something and you need to ask for a volunteer and let talk and make some jokes and all that, right? And so everybody becomes, uh, uh, you know, more... What's the word? Like an icebreaker. Like everybody gets to know everybody and you know it becomes more fun, the environment. And so I highly encourage it. It's very easy. You just go on YouTube. You just need one deck of cards, which is so cheap. You can buy a deck of cards anywhere. Just go on YouTube and learn a few simple tricks. And I would advise anybody to try, even if you've never tried before, just go in and try. No harm trying something new. I always encourage, you know, friends and family, always learn something new. You know, learning should never stop, right? Even after you leave school, you should keep on learning as much as you can. I, I never regretted learning it. Um, and I'm sure if you learn it, you will not regret it as well. Mm, yeah, maybe if our listeners, they can, um, you can start it to learn that during Christmas break. I think that would be really good timing as well. But yeah. I remember people say like, if you want to learn magic, you have to be very detail focused as well, because you need to remember all these details. Is it true? Well, there are some simple magic tricks and there are some difficult magic tricks, right? So I don't focus on those kind of magic tricks. I focus on more simple magic tricks. I just like to keep it simple. Um, I do simple tricks that is easy for me to remember, right? I don't like to do complicated magic trick where the more complicated it is, the more stuff that can go wrong, right? I, I like simple, fast, easy because people want to see. Um, you know, if anybody's listening, don't feel like magic is too difficult. No, there are a lot of hundreds and thousands, if not millions of tricks online. Definitely, you can find something easy. Just type simple magic trick in YouTube and you'll find so many different easy to do magic tricks, right? And you will be surprised, in fact, how much you can do. You, you already persuaded me. I think I, I'm going to check it yeah. <laughs> to learn some, yeah, you must try. Just some learn very easy one. tricks. <laughs> Inspirations in my backyard. Original, relatable, authentic. And I think mm. now we're going to just move to another area, your area, that yeah. is lecture. In psychology. Sure, yes. So tell yes, us, yes, right. how did you, why, why did you choose psychology? Right. So when I was in um, 
college, I had a, I did something called the South Australian Matriculation Program. Right, it's a foundation. Uh, after you finish high school in Malaysia, you do a college, and then after college, you go to university to do your degree. I had the choice um, between either law or psychology, and I always thought studying law was, sounded a bit boring. And um, I I kind of knew a little bit about psychology. This was in the year what 2010, so it's 10 years ago. People were kind of talking about psychology a little bit, so it was an interesting new kind of area. So I thought, okay, let me give that a try. Understanding humans and understanding people, and I'm a magician, and you know I like to interact with people and all that. So maybe maybe it's suitable. And I absolutely just fell in love with the subject. I really enjoyed it. When I need to study for the exams or do my own work, for example, I need to, you know, push myself to study things like economics and accounts, which are kind of boring. But when it came to psychology, I just genuinely loved it. I nobody had to tell me, "Hey, go and study psychology." Right? I, I would just do it on my own. I would research um, extra details online and stuff like that. And so when I reflected, and I was like, "Oh, okay," so I seem to be, you know, naturally interested in this subject. Mm-hmm. Nobody is forcing me to do it. I'm just doing a lot of extra work on my own. So um, it's hard to say. Why I enjoyed it, you know, mm-hmm. I have never really found an answer to it. It's just mm-hmm. that some things, you know, and you learn in life, they just click. You know, for me, yeah. magic just clicked with me. Um, Psychologists just clicked with me. It's as if there's this natural curiosity that I have mm-hmm. about the world and about people. And mm-hmm. psychology is a subject that you know is very well matched to the kind of personality that I have. That's yeah. really good because you know a lot of people they 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 still haven't found what they like, but you yeah, you found yeah. that at the beginning, like yeah. very very early lucky, age. Yeah. Any tips you want you want to give it to our listeners who mm, yeah. may not found um yeah who haven't found that that true interest yet? Yeah, I will just tell people that you know sometimes you just have to try and learn new things, and you never know one day you might just discover it. Like I never knew that I you know when I was nine years old I didn't think I would be performing magic. And you know, I've even performed in front of stages of thousands of people. I never, you know, I never saw that end goal in mind. Um, I just went with the flow. So I kind of like go with the flow. Like if an opportunity comes to your you in your life, just go with the flow. Just take it and then just go with it and see where it goes in your life. Um, don't just limit yourself. So I think when people limit us, I must do this. I must do that. Right? I don't feel like life is that limited. I feel like life can always be changing. So I never know. Maybe ten years from now, I might divine magic and I might do something completely different. Maybe I become you know do start coding and doing my own app. Online, I don't know. I've, I mean, I've, you know, I've gone for workshops and stuff. I never know which direction my life would change, but I'm open to exploring whatever mm. opportunity is there. So I think yeah. people also, I would advise people just be open to the different opportunities. And and if you find like your life is still boring, go and find those opportunities. Right? You have to put yourself out there, learn new things. You know. They don't. Sometimes they don't always just drop into your lap. You need to go out and sign up for classes. Like my father sent me for the magic class. Excuse me, send me for the magic class. If he didn't send me, I would not be a magician today, right? So th- there needs to be some action that you have to take if you feel like I don't like what I'm doing. Okay, that's fine. It's okay. Sometimes that happens. Then go and find something you like. Don't just sit there and wait for things to start coming to you. Sometimes that doesn't happen. You have to go and try new things. Always discover new things. Keep yeah. learning. You know, mm-hmm. experiment. Try out new stuff. I think that that um that attitude of always being curious, always being yes. open to new experiences, um, I think helps a lot. Yeah. Mm. So it seems like you are very yes to opportunity persons. Yes, yes, yes. Ever since I was young, uh, uh-huh. my, my, you know, one of my mentors, the one who did all these magic class and all that, he always told me like, you know, seize every opportunity. And since I was young till now, I always want to seize every opportunity mm, because, really great. you know, you only live once. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, sometimes opportunities come, you may never get them again. So is there any opportunity that that, is, that, that was very scary to you, but you still said yes? Scary? Mm. Um, yeah, I think there was some which was... Um, um, 
when when it's a bigger audience, it makes me feel more concerned because I'm like, mm, can I handle this audience? Mm-hmm. I like usually performing magic to smaller audiences. Like I, I'm usually a children's birthday party magician. And so um, uh, I don't think there's a really outstandingly scary one. But, you know, whenever the stage is a bit bigger and, you know, I feel then it's a little bit more concerning for me because my mm-hmm. concern is like, can I really entertain all those people, mm-hmm. all those 5,000 people the same way that I entertain 20 children and make them yeah. laugh? And so that's a challenge for me as a performer. What was your um, thought process? Like, what did you tell yourself? I just told myself, you know what? I just have to do it. If I don't do it, I'm just not going to improve. And um, I like a challenge. I find that my personality type is that I like to challenge myself, which is why I take up more opportunities because I know that if I just do one thing for the rest of my life, it's just be that one thing. Now, at least if I do something else, you know, then I can say that, oh, I've done more than what I used to be. Because if I want to do things that I've never done before, I have to be the kind of person that I've never been before. That I have to really, you know, push myself to be better and better. And the opportunities actually help me do that, right? If not for those difficult shows that I've done, um, I would not become a better magician. So sometimes you need that little bit of challenge in life um, to push you to become better. And so I'm always okay with it, but not too much. A little bit of challenge is okay. But if it's too much challenge, then I will just feel like, you know, I can't do this. I'm a failure and all that. So I don't challenge myself too much, just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit at a time. Yeah, that's really good, good way. Because I think, yeah. yeah, a lot of people, they will feel like, oh, no, 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 that's too much. But like you said, just a little bit. So that's why step yeah, by step, steps, I think it's yeah. really, yeah, exactly. really good. Yeah. And then you need to tell us, how do you combine your magic to your lectures? Right, so, um, well, uh, currently I'm teaching psychology, right? For those of you who are listening. Um, it's always been my dream, I think, to teach psychology. I've always loved it. Mm. I did it in, even in college. You know, people ask me, you know, uh, Ross, can you explain these concepts to me? So I think the gift that I have is uh, two skills that I have. One is the entertainment skill. So I love performing and entertaining. And then the second skill that I have is that I can take something that is very, very complicated and I can uh, make it um, easy for people to understand, right? So I can digest that difficult information and I can explain it in a way that is clear to people. And so people have given me this feedback before. It's like, okay, when you explain it, I understand after I explain it, right? But when the teacher must, explains it, they that, don't that, understand. That must feel, must. so you must feel very good after hearing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it makes me feel good because then it shows me that, you know, I'm, um, again, it gives me a lot of meaning lah because I'm helping someone understand something that's difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. So I, I also want to, my, my goal as a lecturer is to create um, a classroom environment that is fun for my students. Mm-hmm. So entertaining and educational. And so um, I haven't really perfected it yet because I'm still quite a new lecturer. I just started lecturing this year during MCO. So I'm still learning how to become better and better. Um, that being said, my, my students do give me a lot of feedback. They say that my classes are very fun and engaging, right? Because um, I speak to them in, a, uh, in an active way, in a fun way, engaging way. I, I play games in class, which are educational games. I get them to talk to each other. I do a lot of surveys. And so these are the kind of skills that I've picked up over my years that, you know, uh, even as a performer, see, I find that this is the difference between like performing magic and performing something like singing or dancing, right? When you're singing or dancing on stage, and uh, no, no, no offense to those who are singers or dancers, those are very good careers as well. But you're just watching, right? You're just watching 
the dancers and performers from where you're sitting, right? So it's yeah. a very passive sort of activity. You just watch, then you clap hands and it's entertaining. But when it comes to magic and my style of magic is very interactive. I like to ask for volunteers, hey, come on stage, you know? And that that interaction, I think, um, impacts people. So what happens is that you know, people, you know, after they have done through my shows, they'll come up to me maybe years down the road. Like, hey, do you remember me? I was your volunteer. And I was like, no, I don't remember you. I'm so sorry. But because the the performance was personal for them, they came mm-hmm. on stage, they had fun with me, they, they held the magic props, they did something on stage with me. So they remember that experience. And I find that in learning as well, when you create an environment that's engaging, that the students are not just sitting down and just watching, 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 watching. That's very boring. It's very passive, right? Just like watching something, you won't really remember it. But if I can get my students to stand up, okay, everybody stand up, okay, go, go around the class and I'll put some pictures on the wall and I said, go and read those pictures and then write some stuff down or get into a group discussion or play a game and stuff like that. And so that creates a classroom environment that's educational and also entertaining. It makes it more fun. And I think that really helps their learning and um, of course, I'm still learning. So I can't say I'm an expert in, in doing this. I'm still improving on my own. Um, as I said, I'm a new lecturer, but I'm hoping to continue to get better and better at it. And um, hopefully, um, my, my goal would be also to teach other lecturers how to create classroom environments that are you know good for students. You know. So do you put any magic um, during your oh, class? Uh, Usually what I do is I use magic as a reward. I tell my students, okay, if you all study today properly, uh, at the end of class, I'll show, in the last five minutes, I'll show you a magic trick, right? And so they love they love doing that. So they all listen and pay attention. So I use magic as a reward. Yeah, definitely. I can imagine. I think your, your class must be very popular as well because yeah, yeah, students love, so love to see magic. And you said you, you only started to, to teaching, like to teach for this year. This has been the longest teaching um length for me personally mm-hmm. and so previously it was just very short 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 periods of teaching mm-hmm. now i'm trying to become more full-time um the job that i have now is still part-time so i'm hoping next year i can find a more full-time um contract yeah but would you feel yeah. um a bit missing the magic side the magician well, side i will still keep it as part of me like i said last so um i i recognize that you know i have to balance between the teaching and the magic so um and i'm doing that now you know i, I don't have much time every day to show magic i i the skills that i have i just show you know and i'm going to a party or whatever that's when i use it the most mm-hmm. um, when it comes to teaching i love teaching as much so it doesn't really matter to me whether i have to you know stop magic for a little bit um i'll never give it up completely it'll always be a part of me mm-hmm. but you know um but because I enjoy teaching, it's okay. So for me, yeah. teaching is also fun. Mm, but what does lecturing mean to you? Because you said for magic is really like you give, you bring joy and to people around. But what about yeah. lecture, yeah. being a lecturer? Lecturing is very similar. Um, it's also meaningful because I'm helping people understand by being able to help them understand. And then that, that's mm-hmm. valuable to me, right? Helping someone understand something that they mm-hmm. did not understand before. And then thanks to my explanation and my teaching, now they get it. So I'm like, okay, that's meaningful to me as well. Yeah, it helps mm-hmm. people become better. Makes me feel that definitely my life has purpose. Yeah, even though it can be exhausting, you know, teaching is exhausting, performing is exhausting, uh, but it's a lot of meaningfulness there. Keep me going through life. You know, I believe yeah. God has given me a gift. I should mm-hmm. go and use it to bless people. And so I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's very lovely. Thank you for that. Yeah. And I also, yeah. I feel like because of this meaning, because of your purpose mm. really keeps you, be, you know, becoming better in whatever you're yeah, doing. And exactly. it's just so good yeah. to see that you, you're enjoying both areas. It kind of shows me as well because I had a lot of friends, you know, like I said, who went to Thailand mm-hmm. and learned from a master and most of them just gave up. So mm-hmm. I felt like for them, um, their meaning and purpose life was maybe something different. You know, they tried magic and they gave it up because perhaps it just didn't click with their, their purpose in life. So they have to go and find, you know, what 
what yeah. gives them more meaning, what's mm-hmm. more meaningful for them. For me, magic mm-hmm. was meaningful. Teaching is meaningful. So if those of you who are listening, especially if you tried something and it's like, oh, it doesn't work for me. I still don't have any meaning. It's okay. Sometimes you just haven't discovered it yet. You never know what age you are. Then suddenly you try something new. It's like, oh, suddenly I, I'm an amazing painter. I didn't know all this time. I didn't know I could paint. And suddenly, you know, you try it out. Yeah. Um, so you never know, you know, when you might suddenly stumble or discover something Definitely. new. Um, yeah yeah just just keep trying and you can and I, I feel like that it's very interesting to discover yourself as well by doing different things yeah. and then finally you yeah. find oh this is my meaning um yeah, yeah. Exactly. so let's just looking back what would you like to tell your younger self oh if i had to tell my younger self something mm. probably I would have asked my younger self to do more sports activities <laughs> because uh, the, the issue I have now is that I uh, don't really exercise as much and I wish that when I was young, I had made it more of a habit to like exercise and work out regularly, uh, but I didn't. I was more of a nerd. So I like reading a lot of you know books and you know uh, um, staying at home and I was more introverted when I was a kid. Um, I wish my younger self had done more exercises or sports and stuff well, like that. Why more Things sports? Been, you sit in front of a computer all day and you know, I'm teaching in front of a computer and so I'm not moving, I'm not exercising, not really getting into the attitude of working out and exercising. I wish I had inculcated that habit from a young, younger age. Now my knees are in pain, now I feel <laughs> tired, now my back is in pain. So I need to get back into that attitude of exercise and sports uh, mm. to get back the health um, because especially during now COVID-19. Mm, okay. Um, so then is there anything you want to tell your students? Or for any student who are listening. Yeah, if you're a student who's listening, I'd like to inspire you and tell you that, you know, you've got the rest of your life ahead of you. So don't feel like you have to get it all figured out yet. Right. So a lot of my students also, you know, teacher Ross, I don't know what to do in my life. I don't know what, you know, what gives me, I don't know my passion all that. It's, like, it's okay. If you don't know, that just means you have to go and find out, right? Just because you don't know doesn't mean you have to give up, right? People think they don't know, so they give up. I'm like, no, 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 that doesn't make sense. If you don't know, go and find out, right? Just like you're doing a scientific experiment. I don't know what causes this to happen. Do they give up? No, they go and find out. Okay, what causes this to happen? Let me try an experiment, put this chemical, put this chemical, and then I find out. It's the same with life. I think if you don't know what's going on, you don't know what gives you meaning or passion all that okay go and find out better to start from somewhere than to give up you know what i mean always start and try even if you fail it's okay failure just means that you learn what not to do so next time when you repeat it you know how to become better and better at it um and so i i you know if you're a student or whatever don't just um look at your textbook and think that that's going to equip you for the rest of your life it's not so most of what the skills that i learn in university is actually learning to deal with people right learning how to, to to function in a group that has difficult group members that's very important skill that's something a textbook cannot teach you and um you know those are the kind of life experiences that i think students need to go out and get don't just sit in your room study all day you will not become a well-rounded student you need to go out you need to explore you need to get part-time job you need to work you need to see what it's like uh, to live in the world not just studying and memorizing textbooks i think that would be a waste of your educational experience Mm -hmm. there's a lot more out there that you need to learn beyond just the textbook Mm -hmm. so you know as i always say seize every opportunity opportunity comes just take it try it you never know you might suddenly you know your whole life might change just because of one opportunity. Mm. My whole life changed because when I was nine years old, I went for a magic class. My whole life changed from there. Who knows if I had not gone for the magic class, maybe I'd become an accountant, maybe become a journalist. I would never know, never know. So, you know, yeah. Mm. Take every yeah. opportunity. That's how I would say. 
Mm, yeah. Lovely. And one last question is: If you have all yep. the resources, money, and time, right? What would mm. be your top one dream in your life? Oh, like I said, lah. Because I, I believe God has given me the gift to make people's lives uh, better by helping them. I would love to perhaps set up some kind of a, a foundation or charity that helps people, right? Who are Less fortunate who need education, who need because I feel like education solves a lot of problems. I think education helps solve poverty, and then you know helps people live better lives, helps people become smarter and more educated, and improves the society as a whole. And so I would love if I could set up some kind of like charitable school or some kind of institution that helps people that provides education to those who do not usually receive it. Right. So I would love if I had all the resources in the world, that would be the dream job lah to help education. Improve people's lives. That's lovely. That's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Hopefully um, one day. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I would love to see that as well. Then, any final words? What there was once I was in a public speaking competition. One of the judges asked me, you know, what is the definition of happiness? And I'll never forget my answer because I, you know, I, I adapted it from a quote that I saw in a video, and I think uh, happiness is um, doing what you love and loving what you do. So if you can do that, you'll be happy for the rest of your life. That's so good. Yeah, I love I love yeah. that. Thank you. I I just want to say thank you so much for you know sharing your experience no from from your childhood till now. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just so good to see that um yeah especially you said about seize the opportunity and then to do whatever you can and to find the meaning and then to add your your. I don't know your potential to this world, like your strengths. That's yeah. really wonderful, and thank you. I try that. my best. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you are enjoying the show, please make sure to follow, share, rate, or leave me a comment. This podcast is written, produced, hosted, and edited by me, Xie Zhenjiang. Stay well, and I will catch up with you next week.